Thanks to everyone for joining the very first inaugural podcast for It's Millet Time, a podcast specifically around uh, brewing and loving gluten-free beer. I'm here with my buddy, Stuart Cole. Hey, Stu, how's it going? That's good. How are you doing, Kale? I'm doing good. I'm a little, I'm honestly, I'm a little tired, but I'm trying to push through that. Uh, yeah. It's January, it's dark. It's yeah. Yeah. Hope yeah. is on the horizon. Yeah, I actually was out on our deck today and I felt the twinge of warmth and oh. it was past five o'clock and it was still light out. So I was getting very excited oh, for yeah. enjoying yeah. an icy cold beer in the very near future on our deck. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you you've been you haven't been having as many beers recently. I did, yeah, I did. I was working through dry January, which was uh, a dry-ish January. Yeah. What it ended up being, so I don't know if you do anything like that. I, I, I'm involved peripherally because my wife uh, thinks dry-ish January is also a, a, an idea, a cool idea. It's good, but I like her approach. It's, it's not, it's not hardcore. Okay. Because yeah. if you like, if you. If you had a glass of wine or something at some point in January, you might be tempted to just say, "Oh, I failed," and then just go full steam ahead. So, right, 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 right. We're participating. We're dipping our feet. <laughs> I like that. That's a great attitude to have. Um, I would. I usually go into it like a little bit more hardcore, and then. Yeah. At some point, I, 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 at the end of the month, we've only done it a couple times, and both yeah. times it was right at the end of the month. It's like I'm done. We're yeah. out. Yeah, it's you sort of I mean? it's a bit of a reset, and and I think you were saying the other day that it, it's making you excited now about brewing <laughs> activities. Exactly. I first. Uh, it's funny because uh, I, over a couple weeks, um, I. Went from not wanting to think about beer or anything like that at all to like, oh my God, I need to get like a, a huge uh, conical fermenter and a new pump and <laughs> work on my, uh, my, my brew, my garage slash yeah. brewery, you know? So yeah, it definitely builds up the juices. I, I go on a home brew talk. I go all these places and you know what I mean? It just gets you excited about uh, the future, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. It's kind of cyclical for me too. I, I like, I find that that the December period, I just with you focused on family and doing other things, I, I kind of lose the the brewing engagement a little bit, and then yeah, and then it kind of comes back even stronger than before. So yeah, I'm, I'm also I'm kind of psyched about the the months ahead. So let's like talk about what is this podcast all about uh, and maybe i'll start i'll throw it to you uh, um basically we uh i wanted to i want we wanted to start something uh focused on getting more content out there and having um you know getting on the cutting edge of what's going on in the gluten-free brewing, brewing world and so there's going to be you know uh hopefully frequent monthly type of podcasts. Uh, we'll see how that goes. We're going to try this out for a little bit. Um, this uh, this first edition is going to focus on 
what happened in 2022, just to kind of a little bit of a year in review, and then also looking forward to 2023. And, but before we get started, I guess we should probably like introduce ourselves, right? So, uh, Stu, why don't you just give us a quick uh, synopsis about yourself and where you're located and all that kind of good stuff? Well, I'm, I'm just a regular guy. Uh, I, I like beer. I so where? Okay, let's start. I am. Uh, I live in British Columbia. So we we represent the. We've got kind of the international thing going a little bit, just in a in a minor way. We don't live that far apart, but but I'm I'm on the northern side of the border. Uh, live off off the coast of of uh, British Columbia near Vancouver. And I'm I've been brewing for a while. I've been brewing since I was too young to drink beer, and wow. Uh, wow. yeah, it's been a while. And um, but I, but I've been a diagnosed celiac for the last five years, and uh, so that kind of marked a big big change in my life, and and uh, and just keen to 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 get as much info as I could about gluten-free brewing. And I think actually, I think I'm a better brewer now than I used to be before all this, this happened. So that's, that's my backstory, my origin story. <laughs> and Kale? A, um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, my, my, my uh, situation is uh, similar, but different. Um, I uh, hail from the Pacific Northwest uh, Seattle area. So we are geographically very close, but in separate, completely separate countries. Yeah. Uh, Stewart is a leaders guy. I'm a gallons guy, right? Uh, uh, we can speak all the languages. That's right. Uh, uh, but I, I came into brewing. Um, uh, I actually brewed one uh, regular beer, if you want to call it that, barley beer, um, a long, long time ago, as it was my 21st uh, uh, birthday present uh, that my uh, parents gave me at a at a homebrew place that was called You Brew, and so I brewed that and brought it back to all my college buddies, and it was great fun. And then I never brewed again until I was diagnosed with celiac disease, and. Um, I had gotten sick and tired of drinking the same um, four styles. There's actually a few styles available for me in the Seattle area, but drinking yeah. those over and over again. And uh, light bulb went off about five, I guess it's been about five years now. Yeah. I was like, well, I could just brew my own beer. And uh, I started researching it, going crazy into it. And so I think that I became a brewer out of kind of a necessity if you will right uh and then it became something that i really qu quite enjoyed um like the whole procedure and process yeah. and there's something like kind of mystical about uh the brewing experience true um and you know the fermentation the you know packaging it up kegging bottling uh the whole journey of like DIY is involved in there as well. So I really like all those different aspects of it. Um, but yeah, I'm I am I guess fairly new to the the actual brewing worlds um because I've only really been doing it for about five years now. So and you know when we we look at the people involved in this, we you know I, I think that's kind of representative too of it we've got people who are just diagnosed and kind of going through exactly what you're talking about who are going okay well, 
I guess I'm going to do this on my own now. And how, how do we get started? And then there are, there are people who, I guess, maybe more similar to my story, who had that whole barley brewing experience for a long time. And, and they're, it's like a whole uh, mental switch, new, new things to learn. So, yeah. 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 And we get um, on the, there's kind of a related Facebook group that we're part of called Zero Tolerance. And uh, we, we also get a lot of uh, what we'd call like angel brewers as well, which are coming to, uh, to gluten-free brewing from purely a, like, I want to brew for someone else perspective. Right. There's a lot of that as well, right. which uh, yeah. so there's a lot of people that like to do that for others that maybe uh, a friend or family member that maybe is diagnosed with a uh, non-celiac uh, gluten sensitivity or celiac disease, right? So there's all that. So um, wherever you come from, we're here for you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're part of the tribe. That's right. So um, uh, what uh, what's your goals in terms of like the podcasts? Like, Stu, what do you want to get out of this? Uh, I, I, this is a novel idea. I can't even tell my my 20 something kids now, my 20 year old kids that I'm doing this because they'd make a, a lot of fun of me. I think if, if they knew I was on a podcast, it's but down low. yeah, yeah. It's on the download. Nobody, nobody mentioned my name. Uh, but uh, I just, yeah, I think it's kind of a, a fun idea to just get uh, get some different content out there. I'm I'm hoping that we can we can diversify this podcast a little bit more than just the two of us talking. We have we have things to say, but um, you know, there's so many different people in the, in the free brewing community that are doing super cool stuff you know maltsters to uh, brewers and um yeah, you know just scientists and and home brewers there's just so many different voices i think that we can bring in so i'm kind of looking forward to just having maybe making this an opportunity to to hear from some of those people yeah this would be a great forum for that and um and i agree that being able to bring others in and uh, for interviews and just discussions is great especially because uh in this uh area of brewing it seems like there's changes happening on a very kind of um fast timeline yeah. if you will right so i know that like like barley brewing there's a lot of things that have kind of been set in stone over hundreds of years of brewing and whatnot. Uh, but with glue, I mean, even since I've been uh, doing it for five years, it's amazing how things have changed. Yeah, yeah it is. It's totally amazing. I mean, yeah, just the, the new, uh, new techniques and new malts and opportunities and, and even just the number of breweries that are now around that are you know kind of you know making people take notice and and creating some interest like it's been it's awesome just the last few years yeah exactly yeah it's um it's something special to be a part of i i know that um it's really good also to um be able to to have a forum like this so that others that maybe don't want to get on to Facebook or want, have a, it's a good way to consume, um, you know, learning about uh, brewing. And so that's what we're trying to do as well as far as far as bringing a different way for people to get their information as well. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. 
So where do we want to go now? Do we want to talk? We could talk a little bit about um, 2022 and yeah. uh, get into that. Yeah. Uh, so what? why don't you tell me, like, I have a couple things on my list about 2022 that were like right. positives and maybe not so positives. Right. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. What about well, what about you? What 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 was like really exciting in 2022 and maybe not so exciting? Uh, tell tell me about your 2022. Okay, all right, 2022, uh, the greatest hits. I so I think top of mind is uh, in 2022 we we celebrated maybe a little bit early, but we celebrated the zero tolerance five year anniversary. And we had a, a, a party down in Portland uh, and uh, we had brewers from uh, all over, really mostly the West Coast, I guess, to be fair, with some exceptions. We had some people from other parts. We had someone from Newfoundland out there, a couple people from uh, the Midwest. So it was it was, uh, it was cool to just get to to meet and talk with people so we haven't i don't know we haven't talked a lot about zero tolerance yeah what tell tell us what, what is, is zero tolerance we don't even know what that is what's zero tolerance give us a rundown well all right so zero tolerance is uh <laughs> i want to say it's it's a it's a very tolerant group it's a very inclusive group of people uh so yeah we um Five years ago, uh, no, yeah, sewer, sewer. It sounds like a white supremacist organization. Right, that's exactly. Right? What we're, we're not. It's not. Uh, not a, a, a white supremacist organization. Uh, we, got, we, we we have we're the the name. We we uh, we sometimes have to explain what's going on here. So so let's talk about the name that that our founder, uh, which also sounds slightly <laughs> supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who started all this up. Um, came up with the name really in reference to the fact that this is a, a group focused on brewing with completely naturally gluten-free grains. So zero uh, zero use of, of gluten-containing grains, or you could, or another way to look at it would maybe be like zero parts per million of gluten uh, in the brews, the, the beers that we make. So um that that was kind of it was kind of a play on on tolerance you know from a like a drinking perspective and and the the fact that it's it's just naturally gluten-free beer which is a little bit you know in some in some areas we're still kind of swimming upstream on that one there are places where that is not the norm unfortunately i'm looking at you europe and and the uk um but uh it's it is now is this is a group of, of people that um have kind of rallied around this this concept and and uh, ideas and, and we've got you know, almost a couple thousand people around the world right who right. uh are, are part of this community and uh it, so and it is it is very diverse it's i would say it's very inclusive and, and friendly and it's just a it's a it's a in, in whatever way you encounter it whether it's uh online we got this facebook presence or or it's uh you know, through other other modes, you know, we, we do we've met up a, a few times uh, in person and we've we've had some uh, online meetings and, and things. And it's it's just a it's a friendly place for people to talk about gluten free brewing. What would you say? What, what, what would you yeah. add? That? I would say that you're spot on in everything you said. And one thing about the name that it's like uh, it. 
to be honest with you, it's like I, I look at the name, it's like, oh man, there's gotta be like something happier, like like I don't know like what that is, but I definitely think the name right off the bat, if you know what it is and you understand it, you're like, oh well, that makes sense. Like, and it really speaks to what you said about other parts of the world. Um basically uh, labeling uh, beers gluten-free when they're really not gluten-free, right? So they're, um, they're using the same kind of malts that a regular barley brewer uses and just treating them with an enzyme to you know, kind of artificially reduce what a test would give you um, uh, when it comes to the amount of parts per million of, of gluten in there. So I think it, do, it does speak to that. I think that um, the nice thing about the the club um, and the Facebook forum, it's just a Facebook group with with all the people on it. And but it's got a really great mix of because it's such a tight group of people. It's not a group where there's like 50,000 people and you post something, so a simple question and, and someone beats you down and says, go look at the FAQs. Right. It's not like that. Um, it's it's a mix of home brewers it's a mix of commercial brewers that will chime in um you know, distributors of the malts also yeah. um you know resellers of those malts that sell to home brewers um and the, i think i said the commercial brewers as well yeah. but all those people are in there chiming in so it's a great uh way to get instant feedback and to yeah. to uh have a place where a lot of times the thing with you know, uh, celiac disease or having to be going on a gluten-free diet as an example, right? It, it tends to isolate people, right? And so, yeah. you know, go out, uh, you can't drink a beer when you go out, you can't do this, can't you do that? We've all experienced that where you go somewhere, you're like, oh man, I can't eat anything here. Yeah. Uh, I guess it, not being able to have a beer is like really insignificant in comparison to that but yeah you kind of get this feeling where it's like oh man this sucks for me woe is me but what i think is great about that that zero tolerance group is it really brings a community um, together right where you have all these people that you know kind of are on the same uh in the same boat as you right yeah exactly yeah no it's it's uh, you know i think that's 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 so true i just it has created community where there is a danger of some isolation and, and, and then you add the, the geekiness of brewing sometimes. And, oh, yeah. and, and there's a lot of stuff you can talk to other brewers about that having common doesn't matter whether you're brewing gluten-free or not, but there's, there's some other aspects that are just so unique and specific to what we do that it right. is, it is kind of cool to be able to just like, go deep on stuff that I just, I just could not talk to almost anybody else about and, and know that that yeah. people are going to be, are going to listen or have ideas or suggestions for. And it's, yeah, so that that's been cool. And, and it is international. I think mean, it's, we got a lot of people in the States, of course. Um, I think Australia is probably our second biggest group of people. We, you know, just in terms of some of the, the, the cities where where people in the group are i mean we've got huge huge uh representation in in sydney and melbourne and and perth and other places brisbane and and uh so it's it's kind of cool just to see what's going on and and then we get people from other faraway places that are just uh you know trying to figure things out they may not have quite the same access to ingredients or uh, and they're 
and they're seriously doing the DIY thing to try to figure out how to how to make something palatable and and that, that they want to drink and that's it's cool to see yeah it's really cool i mean that was we went that was pretty in depth on the zero tolerance but go back to the party the party okay. was the cool part the party that was awesome party. i uh, i would say the one thing in the party that was not awesome was it was literally 100 degrees in portland <laughs> and that was not yeah. awesome at all it's hard to drink beer when it's 100 degrees out uh, happening yeah, yeah so we're gonna probably do that next year but it's gonna be not in like august <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll pick somewhere cooler. But but it was great, and and uh, Jason at Mutantis was a fantastic host. Made yeah, it all yeah. come together. It was great. We had oh man, I don't I I should have looked this up, I guess. But we had how many breweries that were participating, whether they were there with us or oh, a ton of them. Yeah, I can't even. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to start naming names because I you know probably forget or or miss somebody in the process. But it was just it was a great coming together, and and so I was I was jazzed about that. Um, the other other cool things. I mean, just like we talked about the growth of, of gluten free brewing, and um, you know, like I think that's represented in in a bunch of new breweries that opened in 2022 and 2021 um you know i've we've i've got a new brewery here in bc i haven't been able to, to check out yet it's like brand new as of, of december yeah, um, yeah great box and um so that's exciting um but you know we've got new places in where new york and uh michigan i think we've got another a new brewery um there's a new place that's kind of under the radar in uh the uk um that i think we need to to explore a little bit more on because that 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 is definitely counterculture having a non-gluten yes. containing ingredient brewery in the uk so i'm i'm excited about that um what are the highlights bob's book the gluten-free uh, brewing guide from Brewers Publications by Bob Kiefer, our own one of our zero tolerance members, uh, came out this summer, uh, and it's awesome just to have, you know, like you were saying, you know, where we have different modes of, uh, you know, kind of getting into this or reading up about it, and you know, of course, the Facebook groups. One thing we've got, you know, some stuff on the wiki, but. Having a book, having a, like a reference document, you know, it's the first of its kind. It's, you know, it's it's excellent. So um, if you haven't seen that, go check it out because that's that is a great uh, new uh, new resource for us all. Um, and and I guess just rounding it out, the just the new malts that are coming out. We've got like I, I get excited about how many things there are from we've got Eckert uh, malting that's got you know the new new versions of biscuit out and a, a pitch black you know the dark roast rice malt and grouse has come up with roasted vienna malts and the caramel buckwheat and i was psyched about uh their oat malt i know not not everybody will will be in the same camp we can talk about that but <laughs> but I was excited about that. Uh, and, you know, just it's cool. To, you know, it's funny when people talk in the in the conventional brewing world about brewing with rice or corn or, or whatever. And it's like they're talking about like just really basic ingredients that there's no concept that there's this, this amazing spectrum that are. Uh, are oh, yeah. Yeah. Are so that, that was cool. 
Yeah, actually, speaking of uh, the the um, dark roasted Vienna, I just kegged um, two uh, five gallon kegs of my latest uh, Vienna lager. And this time I got to use that darker roast, which really gives yeah. you the actual kind of Vienna lager color I was always missing. Oh, right. So, the, um, and I took a little sample last night. It was tasting oh. really good. Yeah, can't wait. Now I now I just have to logger in the keg for like thirty days. I don't know if I can wait that long, but uh, yeah, that's the that's the challenge. Tough. Okay, how about you, Kale? What what was big for you in twenty twenty two? Well, okay, so for me um, personally, I I moved um, to an all electric brewing setup and not an all in one system. I'm kind of uh, I don't know, just something. Okay. I know those look really cool, but I I decided to go a different different direction. So yeah. I ended up getting a, a brew kettle with um, a boil coil, a Blickman boil coil, and a, um, a thirty amp, two forty volt circuit yeah. in my garage. Right, and so yeah. that thing is awesome. Uh, I don't have to deal with propane anymore, and I just get to press a button on the control panel, and it just on power grid now, and yeah, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, it's it's kind of like a positive and a negative though, because I've started to find that when I was uh, when I brew ten gallons, right, it's hard for me and my wife to drink 10 gallons of beer without like having a huge party so yeah. it tends to reduce like the frequency of the brewing so uh, the, yeah. the nice thing about the new setup though is i i've kind of set it up where i can do either five or 10 gallon batches and i think i'm probably going to focus on five gallon batches um, the 10 gallons nice when i have some locked in and i know i really like it right but um it yeah. definitely is hard to swill down 10 gallons of beer Yes, right. Um, uh, and then, of course, the the party, like you said, um, gosh, all the just amazing beers as well. Um, I don't know if we want to go into that yet. Um, there we'll, get, we'll get there. So many amazing beers as well. Uh, but yeah, my my top uh, top thing for 2022 was surely move into all electric. That was big, big time. That is a big jump. That is a big change. I did. I did. I, I I didn't go the route that you went, but I did go all electric uh, a year or two ago. And yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a big change. It does. It's cool. It's cool to have that option anyway. It's not always an option for people, but but there is there's some very nice things about it. It's and it's. I find it. It's especially that uh, if you've got temperature control in your mash. You know, to be able to to get to to hit specific temperatures, right? That can be, that can be really beneficial. Yeah. So, what I had actually done it over the course of a couple of years. I guess I had explained a little bit more. So, I I initially was the boil kettle was still propane, but I had a rim set up. Yeah. Uh, and so I would use that rims to recirculate in my my cooler mash tun, for, and do the. So before that, I was strictly doing like um either like a falling mash right, right. or yeah. i would have to do a decoction mash and pull some of the uh pull some of the mash out and heat it up to get to the next step but man that is so difficult to get to 175 is like impossible right so um so what it was was kind of an evolution like i i i kind of slowly went towards that path and now i'm just completely full electric and yeah you're right it's just like 
so awesome to uh there's always little things i want to change right there's always i think there's always gonna be things that i want to change yeah. but uh it's just so much fun to see like like have a vision for something and then to yeah. like get the equipment get it all dialed in right yeah. you know? And maybe a footnote here, we should we should like mention that we're talking about all grain brewing. Uh, we're you know yeah. we're we're dealing with those ingredients, and that isn't necessarily a must-have to get into gluten-free brewing. If you're if you're uh, hitting this podcast for the first time and you, you're just getting your feet wet in brewing, there's so many other easy options to get started. You don't you don't have to have big fancy equipment or electricity <laughs> come on out. come on Steve. this is about us not other people yeah, okay, right, right. no i'm just kidding so yeah i mean we could de we'll, we'll definitely have a future podcast about uh beginning uh your journey in gluten-free brewing and you're right i mean and i would never start out with that it would just be a recipe for disaster yeah. right so. yeah don't give up give up on us yet we'll, we'll get back to that we'll come back yeah. So we talked about some of the positives. Was yeah. there was there anything that were kind of bummers for 2022? There, there were a few bummers. I mean, I guess I mentioned all, you know, we had a lot of new brewery openings, which is great. We had more new brewery openings than we had closures, but sadly we had a couple breweries who had to to call it quits. So Rolling Mill in Ohio had to close shop. I don't know what, and I, I hope this isn't premature to, to to announce, but it's. I think the the it was up in social media back in the fall that Evasion in Oregon were looking for new owners. I and I think I think they just they they were hoping that they could keep the business going, but I just I'm not sure what's happened there. So anyway, if you've got news on Evasion, let us know. But but yeah. it was just kind of sad. That was a that was a cool brewery with some cool stuff. That, you know, award winning. Uh, funky stuff that that uh, I think is was just a great model. So sort of sad to see those two. On a more human level, I guess personal level, we um, Ed Golden was one of the guys that uh, started you know with the group uh, when Joe Morris um, created uh, Zero Tolerance back in in Portland in uh, whatever five years ago, and Ed was one of those pioneering gluten-free gurus who just like uh you know hacked his way through how to how to do a whole bunch of stuff and you know there were others but ed did some amazing um you know just you know, citizen science or science citizen whatever whatever the phrase is he did a bunch of stuff and and um i think really extended our knowledge of gluten-free brewing and sadly he passed away last year yeah we lost ed golden so that that was sad Very how about how about on your on your side? Um, nothing. Everything was great. Everything was good. Oh, okay, you just made me look like a downer. Okay, you're the Debbie Downer. I'm all about positivity. <laughs> uh, um, so do you want to get into our um, favorite beers for 2020? Yeah, you you uh, you kicked this off last yeah. uh, at the end of the year, I and mean, it's a cool cool idea. So. You had some amazing beers that you that you yeah. either made or or had or had. So tell us about it. If it went in my pie hole, then I consider it to be able to be part of the list, right? So uh, that's that's the rule, right? So good rule. 
Um, and I'm not going to like just belabor this. I'll just shoot through these you know, pretty quickly, but I just want to like, uh, we're going to list these all in the, like in the show notes too. Like if, if yeah, you're, yeah, yes. you're curious. So, uh, for me, like from a kind of commercial aspect two two brews, uh, really just blew my mind this year. Uh, and I'll go through those quickly. So the Ghostfish lunar, lunar harvest, that's their pumpkin ale, Pumpkin beer is not usually my thing. I usually just kind of can have maybe swill one of those down and just be like, stop, no more. But this one, I was loving it. It was so delicious, really nice and malty with that pumpkin flavor coming through. I think Reed and the team at Ghost Fish really knocked it out of the park with Lunar Harvest, one of my favorites. The other commercial beer that... I mean, to be honest with you, this was more of my wife's jam than my, mine. I thought it was like crazy weird, was, uh, but it's still delicious. It just yeah. kind of made my mind, my brain explode. Uh, it was the Mutanis Coffee Plus Pie Sour Stout. That was, wow, that was a flavor bomb going off in my mouth. I mean, it was just, I mean, you get that. I, I, I couldn't really ever... Uh, wrap my head around a stout yeah. that's also sour. I don't know if you tried that one as well. Uh, I think I did. I mean, like, Mutantis has put out so many, like, the format of, of, you know, just so many releases has been cool just to try a bunch of different things. And I think I got to try one of those. I don't remember if it was at the party or on another trip down there. But, uh, yeah, it kind of kind of reminded me, like, of a, a Flemish brown ale, like a, a dark, you know, slightly roasty, but also you get that uh, tartness. Anyway, so yeah, I can imagine that if, if, I'm, if I'm thinking of the same one, it was, yeah, stellar. But the ladies love it. My wife loved it. So. Okay. I mean, put it on the list, man. You know, uh, she made me do it. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. So from a whole perspective, I got a few more, a couple, three more. Uh, I have Sue's Brew Hawaiian Stout, which was actually in Bob Kiefer's book, which is a recipe by John Hildreth from uh, okay. Bell Farm. So it's kind of a commercial beer, but I you, you brewed up you brewed up their version of it. I brewed up a version of it, and man, it was like the darkest, best, most amazing stout I've ever made in my life. And that coffee in the secondary and the coconut chips. I'm a huge coconut guy. I love coconuts. Some people would like uh, maybe not be into that at all, but that Hawaii flavor and the darkness. in your sunscreen in your eyes kind so the of the thing about the thing yeah you get yeah exactly um that that's what you have you actually have to like um kind of like go for a run and then put sunscreen yeah. on your face yeah, yeah, yeah. feel a little burning at the end yeah yeah uh no no the the thing about it is all all the almost all the other stouts that i've done uh gluten-free had ended up being this kind of brownish murky kind of color and yeah. this time it was just absolutely knocked out of the park it was jet black awesome. huge nice uh nice head retention on it very nice i'm gonna go do just one more because i don't want to belabor the subject so the last one is Twin Pines Piney IPA, which is a recipe I created based off of something that was in the Zymergy, um, um, uh, one of the last ones that I, I saw. So super old school, super piney hop schedule, um, West Coast IPA, 
I know how much you hate hazy IPAs. I, and I, so I, I never said that. You're like, I hate hazy IPAs. Don't bring that haze yeah, okay. to my gaze. Right? Yeah, 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 nice. Yeah, yeah, you like that. And so I like I'm I like hazy IPAs every now and then, but I'm 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 a I'm a West Coast guy. I, and I, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's it's our age or something. I don't know. Is it is it is there a location or is it is are we telling people how old we are or something that we like? Probably or, a little bit of both. Yeah. So I'm, I grew up with really hoppy West Coast IPAs. Yeah, I'm with and, you. Yeah. Um, awesome. It just brings back a lot of really good memories. So that was my last one. Um, oh, okay, that's on my brew list then. Okay. Well, I I wrote down a few, and it, it was hard, especially thinking about all the great beers I had at the Portland party, because there were some just some cool cool things that that were only available there. They weren't even, you know, available commercially. Some of them were homebrews, some were just like special releases. But one that that I particularly enjoyed was the Portland to Perth Pills, which uh, our friends at Groundbreaker. Um, helped us come up with we so this was a actually a, a a collaboration beer for the for the zero tolerance anniversary and um and it was a like a multi um oh it's like an i think it would be fair to say it's a new zealand pills so even though we put perth and the name kind of a nod to where most of you know or, or australia is where most of our our club members are more we have a, we have a few people in in new zealand but um but it was it was just like a bunch of southern uh, hemisphere hops, Motueka, and uh, yeah, it's just some other cool, um, slightly fruity hops with that multi backbone. It was that was great. I really enjoyed that. Um, we had a couple of beers. I mentioned that Alicia McDonald from uh, from Newfoundland from uh, Port Rexton Brewery, so like the most eastern part of Canada and and, and really North America. She came out to the party uh, and she brought a bunch of their gluten-free beers. So they're, they they do both uh, conventional and, and gluten-free beers. They've got a, a totally separate pilot um, brewery for the gluten-free beers. She she uh, she found out she was celiac after she opened up this brewery and, and uh, uh, she's been figuring stuff out. And I got to say, she's she's nailed it. She's made some great beers. This was, you know, several months ago now, so I can only imagine... You know, if you ever get out to that part of the, the world, go check out Port Rexton because there's some great beers coming out of there. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. On the on the homebrew front, I made up uh, a batch of uh, this oat malt stout from like a, a, a historical recipe, 1909 McClay's oat malt stout that I got off of uh, Ron Pattinson's website. But, I, you know, of course, subbed out all the glutinous stuff for... For the uh, for for millet and rice and and of course there was like a good dose twenty percent of uh, oat malt and I know this oat maybe we should talk about it now real quick the oat malt thing is a little bit maybe controversial because well in some countries it's oats are are still not any kind of oats aren't considered gluten free uh, here in Canada and the U S uh, you can have gluten free oats as long as they meet certain protocols. And and even still, not everybody can tolerate them. So so I know, Kale, you don't you don't eat oats, you don't drink oats. So I'm, I'm not I didn't share any of that beer with you, but uh, 
it does if if you're if you're able or interested it does do some interesting things to the beer and it's and it's uh different than just oatmeal anyway we've got we've got an article on the wiki if you're interested in the history of oats in brewing and and how to use them in in uh in gluten-free brewing and even just a little bit about the the pros and cons or the controversy around whether you should use them so there you go. That's the closest we get to controversy on this podcast, maybe. Um, and then I'll, I'll maybe I'll no, I got two more. Uh, back to the the commercial stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention the ghost fish beer that I really loved. Actually, I can't decide whether to mention the the new eighth anniversary beer that Reed just packaged up, the Close Encounters Millet Wine. We may or may not have able to to sample that before went into bottles uh and uh but i imagine it was awesome and uh but the last year's all my exes live in jalisco which was oh my gosh that was aged on tequila barrels oh good that was really good i think i still have one in my fridge and i'm just waiting Uh, for a super uh, special occasion to drink anyway well only if you buy me some of the uh, close encounters I actually, funny enough, I am going to be there on Saturday. This Saturday is going to be the eighth anniversary, and you'll never guess who is going to be in town. Mr. Bob Kiefer is coming up here. He's going to be in town. We're going to meet up at the old uh, Ghost Fish. All right. I really forgot to tell you about that. My gosh. Uh, Okay. All right. I don't feel bad or anything, but we'll be there seven o'clock. Come on down. Right. Um, All right. Um, I'll buy you. I'll buy you one. I'll stick it in my garage somewhere. Okay. Awesome. okay. I, and and then, then just generally, my I think my groove right now is Czech pilsners. I've made like three Czech pilsners. I just brewed a, a dark Czech pilsner that's the same as you, like sitting in the in the 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 lager fridge, waiting, biding its time. So that's you just like right. go down. Do you go down there and just stare at it and look at it and belly rub? Just yeah. be nice yeah. thing to it. Play some. What would you play to? Uh, what music would you would you play to a Czech pilsner? Do you think what would be appropriate? Got to be like some like kind of classical music or something like that. Yeah. 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 Probably. Yeah. Anyway, so stay tuned. We'll we'll put a playlist together for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's a good list. And so we're gonna have we're gonna if for the homebrews we'll we'll put up some recipe links. I think right. If if anyone's curious on yeah. yeah. On exactly yeah well and if you've you've got you know if if listeners at home if you had a, a favorite beer or a list of favorite beers I, i'd be curious to see what that looks like we always need new recipes yes uh, yes so w- we've talked enough about 2022 let's talk yeah. pretty uh quickly about 2023 looking forwards um yeah. I can just kind of tell you from my perspective that um, I just want to keep building out my brewery, right? Super excited about that. Maybe get a different fermenter. Uh, I talked about brewing frequency, which is really important. I kind of get, we were talking about getting in your groove. Yeah. Like I lose my groove if I have not brewed for like three months. So I, I would like to keep that as a, monthly or every other month we, have a, we can have a whole episode on on how people decide what they're brewing schedule yeah. like yeah. Are, you do it ad hoc or or have you got a planned months in advance 
Yeah, uh, well, one of the things that I'm also looking forward to that's uh, that's really important to bring up is the liquid yeast mm. that gluten-free home brewing is getting yeah. um, from Propagate Labs. And so yeah. that actually is a good segue to um, planning brews because uh, I know I'm getting, I think you're getting three different batches of yeah. liquid yeast. And so yeah. my schedule is going to be dictated by that pretty much, right, for yeah. the first part of the year. So. Yeah. Yeah, all, all, I think there's a bunch of things that go into your schedule. It's also the seasons and how hot is it in your garage? Yeah. I mean, it's almost time to brew an Oktoberfest beer, believe it or not. You know, we should, you got to think yeah. ahead, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I just want to, me personally, I just want to try some new techniques. Um, I've been kind of dipping my toe into possibly getting like a barrel to do barrel aging, uh, start going down like uh, maybe the sours path. Um, I've done like a Philly sour, but not a real sour before. So uh, culture. Yeah. 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 So, so those are kind of some of the things that I'm thinking about uh, as we roll into 2023. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you? What's what do well, you got? Yeah, no, totally. The the liquid yeast is is top of mind for me too. I mean, just to mention, you can find those. I think they're listed on Gluten Free Home Brewing now, glutenfreehomebrewing.com. Um, this is like the third year that they've been working with Propagate Labs. Propagate's out of Colorado. They do a lot of the 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 yeast propagation for craft breweries around the, the North America, but especially for, um, for a lot of the gluten-free breweries. So they do, so these are just to address the, maybe the elephant in the room, these are uh, propagated on gluten-free medium. So they're, they're, it's a totally separate um, run. So there's no, you know, normally we would say, be really careful about um, using liquid yeast because generally those are made with barley wort and that's a totally different thing. So that that makes it special, and and we get to try things that we otherwise wouldn't find in the dried yeast category. So this year there's a Belgian dwarf, which is uh, I don't know if anyone's seen La Chouffe is as as a Belgian brewery. I remember this is like a, a one of my favorite beers from from my younger days, uh, and I haven't had to ha I haven't been able to drink it <laughs> in a while. So I'm looking forward to making one of those. And there's a uh, a lager, an Andex, like a, um, a German monastic brewing lager that's cool, and a, I think an American wheat. And there's one other, a hazy. There's a hazy IPA, IPA yeast, just in case that's your, your jam, too. So get on that if you're interested. Um, you know, I think it is limited supplies, but plan ahead. It's, there's some cool things out of that. And, and I, know, I, I use, just to speak from like my experience before, when I got a couple of different ver versions of the liquid yeast, they yeah. were just performed like some of the best yeast I've ever had. And they made the most excellent beers. Both of the beers that I had were so delicious and amazing. So I think that it's, really would be smart to to get on that bandwagon if you did yeah, totally yeah if you can and 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 i think we we talked a little bit about maybe uh even chatting another time around what do you do once you brewed that one beer do you you know can you save how do you how do you keep that ease going potentially maybe that's another topic we can we can explore later definitely, on definitely this would be a good good topic yeah yeah anything else on your on your 2023 hit list um 
other than no, uh, I mean the the one other thing that I think that um, I I want to focus on for the last thing on my list for 2023 is is just getting better um, analyzing a beer. Like sometimes it's just fun to drink beer, just not think too hard about it, right? Yeah. Which yeah, for yeah. me to do that right but uh but there's other times where i really like to kind of say okay what is that flavor how can i and, yeah. and sometimes it's pretty easy you know it's like caramel or or uh, toffee or pine or yeah. Yeah. this or that sweet sour what whatever but other times i feel like i can't find the right words to describe what something tastes like and i want to get better at that so i can pinpoint those flavors and say yeah hey this is a b c d and uh and and be able to kind of articulate that in a meaningful way to have a conversation right because yeah if i just like point at the beard and and like ah you know that not helping anyone right it's like oh is it accurate is it taste burned you know there's all these like whether you're whether you're troubleshooting or you're trying to recreate or you you know sometimes you just want to design to a a flavor profile you have in your your head based on on uh different flavor right descriptors and yeah i agree it's just a it's vocabulary it's it's not necessarily ingrained it's more than vocabulary it's understand it's putting the words together with with the sense sensory component, so yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly, and I'm sure that's like a BJPC kind of experience where you can taste off flavors and beers and so on and so forth. But we don't oftentimes get to have yeah ability to to to, to do things like that. So um, I I think it's important to be able to to like I said articulate that to others so then that you can get kind of a constructive two-way conversation going yeah. on yeah I'm with you wow well uh geez i don't know you got anything else on your 2023 list uh i yeah what was what's on my list i mean i would um we started a, a like a beer style guide series on on facebook and it's on the wiki and and I didn't want to, I didn't want to dominate it by just doing them all myself. So I'm going to try to, I am going to try to reignite that a little bit, either have, have looked to, to get people to, to participate or, or uh, do one or two myself now. And then just to, cause it's, it, I, I kind of like delving into a style and trying to figure out how, how do we translate that into the gluten-free beer world? And, and uh, yeah. there's so many styles out there and, and, you know, luckily we get, we, you know, some of the breweries are, 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 are making those, but oftentimes it's, it's homebrewers who are just trying things out, you know, like doing, doing stuff on their own to, to recreate or, or make a style that they haven't uh, been able to have in the, in the gluten-free world. So do a little bit of that. Um, yeah. Maybe just advocating on behalf of gluten-free beer and, you know, like I'm, I'm, working with our, our celiac association here in Canada to uh, just help with a little bit of education around gluten-free versus gluten-reduced. Oh, and, and that's, that, that comes up more often than I, you know, than I, what, than I'd like in some ways, but anyway, so doing some of that and I'm, I'm doing a little traveling this spring, going to, to Denmark yeah. and um, 
I don't think there's a ton of gluten-free brewing there. There is a there is one brewery that makes a quinoa beer that I'm kind of keen to to check out. But if if you are somehow located in Scandinavia and listening to this oddly, then uh, and you and you want to talk about gluten-free beer with me in Copenhagen or somewhere else, uh, send me a send me a line, send me a message. Yes, I'm up yeah, for. They're going to be beating down your door. Oh, it's going to be crazy. It's, it's going to be, be out of control. It is. Yeah. It'll be fun. Anyway, so that's that's my list. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Well, um, uh, from a like how to find us perspective, again, a couple just quick hits on that. Uh, on Facebook, you can look for us on the zero tolerance uh, uh, homebrew facebook group page um you the way they do that now you don't have to have to join unless you want to like actually start interacting you can see everything on there without even having to um, ask to join which is pretty cool um if you have any comments uh questions whatever uh you can reach us via email at zero tolerance gf at gmail.com uh and and we can respond to that uh if you want us to answer another question on a few future podcasts, I think we're going to start doing like a, a Q&A session from uh, from the peanut gallery as well. So or if, or if you have a lucrative sponsorship deal you'd like to. to yeah, offer. that ex especially hit us up if you really yeah. want have a ton of money. And you want we're to first the dropping money. names, right? If, if right. Yeah, we love that stuff. Yeah, yeah we're all. Yeah. And and I think we touched on this. So Facebook, uh, YouTube, or YouTube, we have a zero tolerance YouTube page. Um, uh, we also have the wiki, which Stu had mentioned, which uh, we'll put a link into this episode as well. Um, and yeah, we're just super excited to do this and and get out there and um, and have this uh this podcast live so it's really fun to have podcast number one one in the in the bag it's millet time it I is millet time. you know what i, I, I come I, up with a theme song or something or i don't know can you play some like jazz piano or i, I don't know what the millet time podcast soundtrack <laughs> sounds like but it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be crazy i i mean I feel like it's millet time, but it's actually kind of more like bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> but no, hey, Stu, thanks so much for joining um, again. Um, along. <laughs> and um, yeah, any last parting words? Uh, um, yeah, be be good. <laughs> I don't know. Let's. I don't have any parting words. Be good, send us your beer, <laughs> and we'll talk next time. Talk next time. All right, take care. Take care.